0: This episode was brought to you by the Thrive Factor Coach Certification offered by Thrifactor School. The certification is a unique, immersive experience into professional coaching and developing proficiency using the Thrifactor Framework and its 12 female-centric self-leadership archetypes. Being a Thrifactor Factor Coach offers a unique gift of personal transformation your clients will be filled with gratitude for. This is a genuine opportunity to engage in a world-class personal and professional training experience and become part of a community of impact makers as a licensed Thrifad coach. To find out more, email hello at thrifaddeco.com. A huge welcome to you. I am so ready for this episode because this is our very first guest here on She Leads, She Thrives podcast, my gorgeous friend, Stasha Washburn. I have known Stasha, I don't know Stasha for, it's a while now, a few years, right? And it doesn't really matter how long, it's felt like a lifetime in the best possible way, okay? (laughs) Um, And we met online, Stasha's in the US, she'll let you know a bit later on whereabouts she's based, And like a lot of the guests that I'll have on the show, I have met these incredible women in the online space, so gratitude for technology. But also we got to expand and deepen our beautiful friendship when Stasha came all the way out here to Australia, came to the West Coast even, which a lot of people that come from the US don't make it all that extra way. And we spent some time together here. We were then connected at a conference in Adelaide, so in South Australia, the middle of the country, And then Stasha was in Bali when I was going up there for a retreat so we got to hang out there and that was all in 2019 and then early 2020 we were both keynote speakers for the inaugural Ultimate Girls Week away, which was a whole week long retreat immersion for women in Fiji. Just before the world changed. And oh my goodness, how grateful like to have had that time together. And we were roomies as well. So we've had lots of fun times, lots of laughs, lots of really deep and meaningful conversations as well about all the things that we love. So, Sasha, so I'm going to read your bio in a moment, but come and just say hi quickly.
1: You <laughs> like, like, and then hi. I'll be- <laughs> the official this is <Mrs>. Sasha washburn <laughs> oh i'm so excited to be here and i can't even tell you how stoked i am to be the first I know, interview all right oh it's like the inaugural it's i'm i'm just i'm very thankful and i'm very excited to be here
0: <laughs> yeah, i know it's it's kind of um always they're like well who are you going to ask first like who's you going to have as your kind of your leading set the tone kind of guest on the show when you go from solo episodes to guests and you know there's so many reasons. I'm not going to go into them now for everyone listening, but so many reasons why you were top of my list. So, and I knew you'd say yes with enthusiasm. There's no doubt in my mind, right? Because we we know that we could talk forever about the shared work that we love and the different things that we do. So, let me tell everyone about you, kind of from the official. This is Stasha's bio. So, Stasha is the the period coach, like not our period coach, the period coach, the bloody kind, as she says, not the grammar kind. And that will make sense to those of you that are listening in the US because. I think everywhere else in the world, period actually means menstrual cycle, whereas for you guys, it means, as you said, it's a grammar, it's a full stop, but we don't refer to our full stops as periods. So she is the founder of Period Coaching School, certifying coaches to incorporate menstrual cycles into their work. She's author of The Revolution Will Be Bloody. I have a copy of that book here for anyone who is watching the video version of this. And also, what else have we got here? The creator of the first period tracking mandala and period oracle deck which is a new offering that I know that you've just shared into the world. She's a dancer, a cook, a sword fighter, 100%. Um, I think one of the, my favorite photos of you is the one where you, you're you at the ocean with the the sword and all that energy. Tai Chi, practicing, speaking, skateboarding, INTJ, generator. We haven't got your Thrive Fighter archetypes in there, but we're going to get to those. Basically, oh, yeah. Pinning, yeah, pinning her down is nearly impossible. Oh my goodness, yes. And we can see that in your Thrive Fighter archetypes. I should go anywhere as long as there's a tea kettle and Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So a health, certified holistic health coach, 20 plus years of research have fueled her passion to reconnect women to the power of their period. Stasha is leading the bloody revolution to the end uh, to end the taboo of menstruation worldwide. No longer whispers in bathrooms, she's leading powerful public discussions. Welcome, my beautiful friend. How cool was it to be chatting again? <laughs>
1: oh I'm so excited and here we are having another powerful public discussion so
0: right. so much so much I mean you know when I invited the guests to come to the show I've sort of said to everyone as I did to you you know kind of give me some points if there's particular things you want to talk about and I loved you're like well you know we don't kind of really need to pre-plan this because we've got so much we can talk about which is exactly one of the reasons that we can add to the list of why you're you're here first for sure but you know lead leadership is something that has been a big key part of your life and self leadership. And it's been from my kind of external observation and also the time I've spent with you, you leading your life has been in many regards a survival mechanism, right? So tell everyone a little bit about your background and kind of how you ended up morphing into and then creating this whole dynamic and this revolution around period coaching. Cause it's, I love it as a story. And it's, I think a lot of women will resonate.
1: Yeah. So I have endometriosis, Mm -hmm. which is a disabling chronic fatigue and chronic pain-based illness. So not everybody has the exact same set of um, symptoms, but I'm like a textbook classic case. I've got the fatigue, I've got the intense pain. um, And it was just a mess and it was really right out of the gate. So when I was a teenager and I had my first periods, they were brutal. And I mean, in high school, at the doctor's office, being told Well, you're too young for endometriosis, but we don't know what else could possibly be. So let's put you on birth control. That didn't work. Okay, let's try this birth control. That didn't work. Let's try this experimental birth control. Oh, that didn't work. Mm -hmm. Oh, that killed a lot of women. We need to not put you on that anymore. Let's try this instead. Uh, Let's put you on these painkillers. Let's put you on these stronger ones. Let's put you on these narcotics. So I mean, I'm in high school on experimental birth control and narcotics, and it's still not working. I'm still passing out every month. I'm still in such pain that I'm just writhing on the floor of bathrooms, you know, throwing up from the pain, in the bathtub, just trying to get a little bit of peace or serenity. It was terrible. And at one point, you realize I have, you know, 40 years of this ahead of me. Mm -hmm. And there's no way to get around it. You have to go through it every month. And that really set off warning bells in my head because at that point doctors were like well you know painful periods are just normal for some people and i was like no Mm -hmm. absolutely not no you there's nothing you could possibly say that is going to make me believe that this is just normal Mm -hmm. i'm on the floor for three days begging for death and had i been able to keep anything down probably would have taken that entire bottle of narcotics. Yeah, I guess, fortunately I couldn't. So I, it was just like, I can't, I th- no. So that really set me on a path of, you know, I tried doctors, I tried all of the Western medicine and then I went, okay, well, I got to just figure this out for myself. So that really set me on that, like you said, kind of leadership path where there was nobody, there was nobody to help. There was no conversation. Periods mm-hmm. were gross. No one wanted to hear it. So you know, I couldn't even talk to anybody about it. Cause as soon as I said, like, oh, it's my period, people would be like, oh my God, that's super gross. TMI. don't want to know. know right? so- it's just,
0: I mean, I, I experienced that, you know, I'm a little bit older than you, but we've lived through a, a time in the world where that was the reality and, you know, and worse for women that went before us. I celebrate the change that I am seeing slowly coming you know, in the younger generations of women are more openly talking about their period. And I think, you know, much of that is because of women like you having to carve their own way through the horrendous kind of symptoms of living with certain things that are related to hormones and our menstrual cycles and all the things that we go through as women, you know, so yeah. Pioneer Seeker is one of Stasha's archetypes, <laughs> very much the path of leading the way as the innovator and the disruptor. That's the whole energy of that archetype, which I feel like everything bringing you to period coach school, it's not just that archetype, but she was kind of, I feel like from the outside looking in, a big driver in you being able to amass the, the knowledge, the research, the, the lived experience and the learned experience to bring everything together to go, you know what, I'm doing this in my life. I'm coaching my clients through different aspects of, of what, you know, how to make the most of their cycles and I can teach others to do this. Yeah.
1: Yeah. A big driver was, can I spare other people this pain? Can mm-hmm. I spare anybody else? Even if they just have a mild inconvenient mood swings, can I spare you those? Yes. So when I started this, I was like, if I can just bear other women and menstruators, this pain or whatever they're going through, then I will die happy. You know, it was just like, if I can help others avoid this, then win.
0: Yeah. And such a, for me, when I, I, I kind of hear someone turning a story of their life. That's been full of pain and challenge and trauma and all the, the kind of stuff into something positive and useful, impactful, and meaningful in the world. It's like that is such an inspiration. Yeah. So yeah. motivating. You know, and your drive behind that, you know, kind of, I feel like you and I have got similar things where we've got our thing that makes sense to us. Like for me, it's a thrifate archetypes, for you, it's all period coaching, and we're not here to give up on them at all. No matter how long it takes, no matter how many people kind of look at us strangely, and why are you teaching this and talking about this? We are here to make that thing happen in reality. Yeah. So because like where do we go next with the questions? Um because there's so many like that I can ask. That's all. I'm not, I'm not stumped. I'm never stumped for what to say and what to ask. I've got too many things to ask you, I think. But you know, at what point though, did your learning? come to you as this kind of an opportunity from a business perspective yeah because you've done lots of different things in your life from a kind of a career perspective right so when did we you know all the things come together and you're like there could be a business in this or this is this is a you know I could get paid for sharing you know for teaching wow. for guiding for supporting others
1: I, you know it was a little bit of it was a little bit of intention and a little bit of luck <laughs> however it happened i i you know i i realized at a certain point that uh, i was in my 30s probably early 30s and i just sort of went I, you know i was teaching yoga and ballet bar and dance i was a dance major and and danced um worked with Graham company in new york city and i just kind of went one day I can't do this anymore. My body's beat up. I was dancing since I was three. Every joint is, has been mangled at this point. Um, I I just can't keep this level of physical activity. And then of course, bartending and waitressing, they actually paid the bills. (laughs) So I just kind of went, Oh my God, all of my jobs are very physically demanding Mm -hmm. and I can't, keep doing this. I, it's getting harder and harder and harder every month and I'm getting more and more wore down. So I, um, I was living in New York city and I'd heard of the Institute for integrative nutrition. I moved out to the West coast, kind of hit this realization of like, I gotta, I, I gotta do something else. Like I can't, totally I can't do this anymore. It's not sustainable. Like I'm not, I can't, I just, this is not going to work. Like can I, I, can't even imagine my 40s with endometriosis trying to like bartend. So I went to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition to be a health coach. And originally the plan was to work with athletes. That's what I've been doing since I was three. Nice. So I thought I'll help athletes. I'll be able to block off my calendar when I have bed endo days. I can work from bed on my middays. And then the rest of the time I can go out hustle, get clients and that kind of thing. So I just really thought this would be a way to take care of myself and make money. And it just happened that all of my athletes were women Most of them came through the yoga studios or the Valley Bar Studios. They were all women and they all had period problems. Uh, And all that research that I had done for myself that didn't really work, because it turns out endometriosis is not just a hormonal imbalance, the whole huge thing. So all that research I had done for myself that didn't super duper work, worked quick, easy, like a dream for them. And I was like, well, that's it. If I can do this for these women, then let me just focus on helping women with period problems, whatever it is, because I can do that for everyone else. It just turned out that endometriosis is more like an autoimmune disorder. Yeah.
0: Okay. It's
1: exacerbated by hormonal imbalances. So like the work that I was doing had made it better and more tolerable. And I wasn't throwing up every month. I wasn't passing out anymore. I wasn't like riding on the floor in pain. Um but it was still not awesome. So one of the things that I discovered was that when I started working on those women and their period problems, again, luck, they all happened to own businesses. And I was trying to figure out how to run my business with endometriosis. So like I started reading things like, okay, so verbal skills are tied to estrogen and graphic design. Well, not graphic design, visual yes. skills are tied to progesterone. And I was like, okay, so how can I do this in my business? And then I just was like, hey, do you want to do this in York?" And they were like, yes. <laughs> and that was it. We started, basically, I kept saying, we're going to balance your business and your hormones together. And that was that was where I started really into like the period coaching, mm. uh, you know, and business. And then I really got passionate about helping women make money. And then I was like, oh my God, this all like ties together in a beautiful oh, break. Like we're helping heal hormones. We're helping women make more money. We're getting all these world-changing businesses to thrive like this is good it's yeah. so a little bit of luck a little bit of intent I know, but you know what I think
0: when that's the reality there's kind of another level of magic that comes with it you know when when we we see people and you and I've been in the world in business world particularly with a lot of women um that you know they're all about the it's only about the strategy and all the intention or all that you know it's kind of very driven I feel like they're the opportunity to pause and actually really enjoy the experience doesn't happen as much when you're all drive, 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 right? The hustle thing, the push, the, you know, that very masculine driven energy when it's not acknowledged with the fact that that's not the only part of us. Yeah. There's so much more to that for sure. So much more. Um, So (laughs) I'm trying to remember, I did one of your courses with you some years ago now, it might have been your business, your flow, I think. Yeah, yep. probably. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I've, I've shared this piece of information with lots of people and in other kind of interviews or chats that Stasha and I have had. I remember sitting there at the time as I was probably in my, I reckon, heading to at least my mid 40s heading towards perimenopause, I knew that things were shifting from a hormonal perspective and just sitting there going, why didn't I know this earlier? (laughs) Like, why didn't I know this? And it wasn't even about the business thing. It was just about life, right? Why did I not understand this? And that's, I know that that definitely fueled something in me. Aside from our like kind of natural, beautiful connection that we had to go, I need to tell more people about my friend Stasha and her work, (laughs) you know, sharing that and, you know, listening to even your like your recommendations for, you know, what books to get for like younger, you know, new menstruators when my my nieces were kind of at that point at that time, them look at me in horror when I handed them a book about periods. But then, you know, eventually there's been some gratitude for thank you, you know, for things like that and being the auntie that has the open conversations with them. Much to their horror early on, now that's different as they're getting older. Um, you know, encouraging them to have conversations with their friends, encouraging, and, and as I said, I can see shifts happening. You know, I see younger women use the word period or menstruation out in the world more than they ever have. I saw something on a um saying this to someone not long ago on a like one of the reality TV shows that was on um during the last couple of weeks. And there was a young woman, I think she's probably in her early 30s. And she said, I'm on my period this week. I was like, oh, my God, And that, that was aired to, like, you know, national television here. I was like, yes, I knew you'd love that. You know, but things like that, it's, you know, it's not this taboo hidden kind of we can't talk about this anymore. Thank goodness, yeah, and I think yeah. the, the, the narrative is changing too that there is no one way of, you know, a cycle happening. There is so many thousands of variations for a woman in her own lifetime, let alone woman to woman, you yeah, know, or menstruator to menstruator. Um, so so diverse. So yeah. So what what kind of things have you loved doing the most to change the conversation out there in the world? Because you've done a lot of things. Is that like, you know, we've got the the rebel energy in you, the
1: disruptor energy, you know. <laughs> Oh, well, I have to say that one of the early on moments that I realized I was actually making a difference was, um, the sitting at a bar where I sat every Sunday where I watched my American football <laughs> and, if a girl would sit next to me, we would have a conversation. And since I was usually a single girl at the bar, they would. And so we'd end up having a conversation. At some point, they'd ask what I do. And I tell them and they go, oh, my God, I have a million questions for you. Okay. And at one point, so I sat there with like these older gentlemen. They were the guys I watched football with every Sunday. They were well and truly 60s, 70s, like older dudes, you know, also 30, 40, 50s, right? But at one point I looked over and Mayor Tom, he, he, was, he was the youngest mayor, but at this point he was probably in his 60s, was sitting next to me. <laughs> and a girl asked a question and he answered it. <laughs> I was like, Tom, have you been paying attention? And he was like, I I have. What can? I, this has just been fascinating for me. And i that's when I went, okay, this is... This is cool. Like this, we can we can actually make some some real change and we can do it as easily as sitting at the bar having uh, you know, a a soda water because it was early in the morning and, and watching some sports and having some casual conversations. And that was and that was just one of my favorite moments early on that really like helped me go, okay, we can do this. We can definitely do this.
0: Yeah. So good. So good. So I think I'm pretty sure it was earlier this year, you made an investment to support a new film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell us about that, because again, sitting on the outside here and the other side of the world, uh, I loved watching you kind of, you know, go through that and sharing what you were doing and why, and then seeing you at the you know, the premiere and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I felt so proud, but tell us kind of what that film was about and why you decided that, you know, you wanted to take the period coaching school and actually make it, you know, um,
1: I'm going to invest and back this. Yeah. Yeah. So the film is called The Business of Birth Control. Mm. It's produced by Ricky Lake of Ricky Lake fame, (laughs) Uh, Abby Epstein, and then my friend Holly Griggs-Paul, who wrote the book, that was the basis for that documentary so she wrote a book called sweetening the pill i highly recommend it she in that book talks about the history the very Mm -hmm. racist history of birth control um and then you know what it really does to the body all of the side effects that people don't talk about Mm -hmm. what's really like the harm and damage that it's done that most doctors don't even know about even um, and you know, she does workshops on basically how to get yourself off of birth control. and and then, of course, she also talks about, um there's a birth control syndrome syndrome. So after you go off of birth control, some people continue to have really bad problems for years okay. after. So she really kind of sounded the alarm that, like, yes, this is an amazing tool from the feminist movement, and it gave women power that they had never had before but without the education of what's really what it's really doing to your body the the health effects the long term health effects and the fact that there's just no research done yeah. so there was like here's this pill good enough if some of you die no big deal move on right So she really wanted to make a point that like, you know, we can have safe birth control. We can have control over our bodies and our reproductive systems, but we can do it without having to make a detrimental health decision at the same time, or not even know that we're making a detrimental health decision. So I think it's, it's a conversation. It's nuanced. It's tough because it is, you know, a life-saving medication for so many Um, so it's tough to have that conversation because it's so nuanced. And I thought that they did an excellent job in the business of birth control to really talk through all of that nuance and, and, and they did it well. Um, they didn't make it, you know, this is bad or this is good. They really, I thought they did an excellent job. So when Holly reached out, she actually was reaching out asking if we knew anybody who would want to sponsor it. Like she just kind of reached out. We have a, we have a text group called the Menstruati. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a bunch of us that work in the menstrual industry together. And we used to have dinner in Los Angeles pre, you know, panini
0: Yes. Um,
1: yes. all together, like once a month. And it was just fun. And so anyway, she texted the Thaw and was like, who wants to, you know, do you guys know anybody who would be interested in a sponsor? And I was like, I think I would be interested in sponsoring oh, it. Oh. So that just started our conversation. I found out how much it would be. I found out what they were doing. And then I was like, you know what? Screw it. Let's just do it. Sometimes you gotta make a leap. And I just decided I believed in this film so much. It was so important and I did. And then, you know, as people were leaving the movie afterwards, they were coming up to me, and I assume the other sponsors going, Thank you so much for making this happen. That blew my mind. I had no idea. This is such an important film. This should be required watching in every high school. Like, it was just such, just being there after the film showed and getting all those reactions was like, that was it. That was yeah. super worth it. So, um, and they do free screenings. So if you're mm. interested in watching it, get on their mailing list because they do free online screenings from time to time. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. So anyone is listening yeah. that, that piqued your interest, go and do that
0: for sure. Um, yeah. That leads me to you know, one of the other topics I think is so important for us to talk about is that, and, and you know, an extension of leadership is leading in a space when no one else or very few people are doing what you're doing, yeah, how do you maintain the momentum, the energy, the inspiration when it's kind of like I'm talking about the thing no one wants to talk about? Like I know things are different now, but in the early days when you first started doing this, you were really the epitome of that Pioneer Seeker Disruptor, yeah, more so than you are now. Um, you know, and I, I have no doubt your visionary creator was behind, you you're kind of jumping on board with, I can see the possibility here, an archetype, you and know, I share that we both love so much. I'm still one of the rarest archetypes that I see come up in profiles uh, and your heron adventure with, you know, they see their archetype has got that Fierce drive and determination, nothing's getting in her way. She's also a champion for women and girls. So, like though, just those three archetypes alone, let alone you have others, you're driving you. But what how do you maintain that momentum and inspiration and energy when you feel
1: like you're the only person talking about something? I think that there's a bit of that heroine adventurer that wants to win.
0: Yes, that like it's the competitive challenge.
1: One. <laughs> Yeah, I, I really do because I feel like, I feel like when I really get just down on it and it's like, oh my God, I feel like I'm shouting into the void. No one's listening. No one hears this. Um, I kind of take a moment and go, well, but I can't let anyone else beat me to it. So, okay, I it. <laughs> so keep going because you got to figure this out before anyone else does. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah that's so cool there's a little bit of that but there's also a little bit of the clients that I've had and and I think there's I think that's probably the mentor teacher Mm -hmm. part Mm -hmm. um where I have clients who you know will send me an email that says you know like you've literally saved my life I was suicidal before we started working together because of you and the work that we've done I actually am off of all of my depression medications and you know I am no longer suicidal and I'm leaving the house for the first time. I got a picture from one of my clients who was in Japan for the cherry blossom festival and this was somebody who couldn't even leave the house or even her room. And she would just sent me a picture a year after we stopped working together. And she sent me a picture of her and her husband and just said, I want you to know that it's the work that we did together that has gotten me to the, a bucket list thing. I've always wanted to do my whole life, but couldn't do it because of my PMDD. Yeah. And uh, so every now and then when I really feel stuck, there's a little bit of the, like, I want to get out there first. And then there's a little bit of you've saved lives, you've saved marriages, you've saved businesses. And keep going, <laughs> yeah, right?
0: Yeah. right? And it, yeah. I think it's, it's so in those times where it does feel overwhelming or too much, or you know, at certain times mm-hmm. of our cycle, you know, there are just by the the natures of where you know nature of where hormones are, we can feel like giving up on everything and why are we bothering and that kind of thing. So there's other aspects as well influencing us all the time. But in those moments when we can remember that we've impacted someone, let alone Lots of someone's that I know that for me is a motivation for sure. It's a, you know what, there's something in this. This is worthwhile. Keep going. Because I know, you know, when I first started talking about the Thrive Factor archetypes, which were called something different back then, they were still archetypes, but they had a different name. You know, in 2009, 2010, when I first started defining them, people look at me like, you know, say you use the word archetype and I would get a blank face or an eye roll of kind of confusion. It was a word very familiar to me and I realized it wasn't a common kind of used word in the world, more so these days. I was like, it's, you know, it's a piece of psychology really. Like it's not that complex, but it was a kind of a big word that did people hadn't heard of. And I was like, I need to keep going through this. I need to keep believing in what I can see as possible, which is a, you know, the gift of our visionary creator archetype is being able to hold that vision of a future of that visionary aspect and then use the creator to bring that to life, even though it's so futuristic that it can be way out of the realm of the general population or our desired kind of
1: ideal population for some years, right? Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. I know that the period coaching school is going to be the Institute of Integrative Nutrition for period coaching, yeah, or yeah. you know whatever. Like it's going to be a flagship school for getting certification in menstrual cycle coaching. Mm -hmm. And I can see that even though we're, you know, just starting our third year, so Mm -hmm. we're not there yet, (laughs) but I can see it so clearly. And I know exactly how it's going to build into it. And I even sat down with the lawyer when I was putting it together and said, I want to build this to succeed post my death. So how do we put this together so that the school continues on after I retire or die or whatever happens? But, you know, so we have like all the board positions to take over as I start to downgrade my level of involvement in like the back end stuff. So, I mean, I sat down with that vision of what it's going to be, hopefully <laughs> a solid couple decades down the road. That's. That's such an expression
0: of the visionary creative for sure, but also leadership of being able to go, you know, I believe in this so much right now in this moment, even though it doesn't exist yet. I believe in its potential and the future where it can go. And it makes me think about like one of the things I love to look at as a, you know, what we can create through being self-led and through really honoring our leadership is legacy. Yeah, talk about making impact in the world. But I know for me, when I think about legacy, it's like, but what? Am I going to leave beyond my physical being? You know, what is going to be? And I have a vision, you know, that people are going, to, like we might talk about, you know, uh what am I as briggs? You know, like you even in your bio, like you're, you know, you've got though, and human design is such a you know big popular kind of thing at the moment as well. You know, and we can talk to each other like you know, what are you with your whatever the thing we talk about? For archetypes, I know that there are going to be women in different languages as well, not just English, as it is taught at the moment, that are going to connect with each other and talk about who they are and celebrate each other because of the archetypes that they have as an expression of themselves. Yeah, And I love that, you know, in your community, you, you know, ask women to, or the menstruators to share, you know, where are you at in your cycle? So you can kind of also create that community and that dynamic of supporting people wherever they're at in their actual cycle and what they're going through, you know, and, you know, supporting those of us who are not, you know, in the space of menstruating still to come to understand how to use the other cycles that are available to us in nature and the world, you know, to still support us the most. But, you know, that, Being able to have that tenacity to go, there's something bigger than me, something bigger than what I can see. And oh my goodness, yes, I created this or I'm making this or I'm doing this. It's kind of a bit of a weird kind of dynamic to, I know, I think one of the many reasons that we have such a great friendship and connection is that we truly understand that. And it's very unique to
1: create something, you know, original and have it out there in the world. It's surreal to be living in it you know, to know what it's going to be, but to be like stuck in the moment. Yes, well, totally.
0: 100%. It's a very surreal yeah. feeling. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, you, as you said, you're in your third year kind of, of period coaching. Um, you know, I'm the similar kind of timeline to you with Thrive to School. And we only have such a small number of coaches right now. And there's definitely there's been times of frustration with that because it's like, but I can see where it's going. And then I go, okay, just chill be patient, tr- you know, be in that space of trust, hold the vision because the time and how many kind of people are doing this isn't what's important. The fact that you're going to get there at some point in the future, that's where the focus is. So, you know, you have, I think you, you've, you've got such a great community that's growing. I know some of your period coaches Uh, Laura Dick is going to be a you know in in our Kiwi is going to be on the on the podcast as well as a guest very soon Um, some of your other coaches that are in this part of the world some of your coaches overseas like a women that I have kind of come to know in business so you know where do you kind of see that community now compared to where your vision is and the legacy you want to leave
1: yeah I when you were saying you know this will be common language at some point I I At the very beginning of doing this work, even before I kind of realized what it would turn into, I said, all I want is for, you know, two people to be walking down the street and say, one person is in that deep luteal phase, the four-ish days before you get your period, you know, so if you have PMS, that's when it's going to rear its ugly head. Um, and you know, she says she bumps into somebody else, and that person goes, Oh man. And nice lady says, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm in deep luteal, absolutely just foggy. I'm so sorry. And the person she bumped into goes, Oh boy, I just had the best chocolate last month during my deep luteal. I have a bar in my purse. Here, take this. So- there's no need to explain what deep luteal is, there's no, no need to explain no. how you're feeling it's just an easy conversation that you can have with a perfect stranger. And that's what I want to see someday that it's just common vernacular with, and men too, men, anybody, but it's just common vernacular where you can kind of go, sorry, I'm a little deep luteal today. Give me just a second to like put myself together and I, you know, or whatever it is, but, or like, I am freaking ovulating. Like, let's rock this yeah, out. Yeah. Let's get it done. Like, let's make it happen. Yeah, and
0: I'm <laughs> going to get in your way because I'm not going to stop. Like, yeah, and people are like, whoa, yeah.
1: what just happened to her? She just got a surge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. And I would just love to see that those phases and and what they mean, you know? And of course, people have different things. I, I see probably about 10% of my clients and students over the year who have kind of an ovulation dip, where they actually just feel kind of worn and, and mellow during ovulation. So it happens. It's mm. not super common, but it's also not super uncommon. Mm. Uh, so, you know, everyone has kind of their moment. But if we had the idea of what each phase was and what it feels like and how you interact in the world with it, and we all just had that common vernacular then we'd be able to make so much more progress so much quicker and so much more empathy and understanding. It would just be, I think, enormous to healing a lot of the crap and division in the world today too.
0: Yeah, so much. You know, we don't exist as human beings in the world without a woman having menstruated, right? It's kind of a thing that needs to be Talked about more, which is yes for people like Stasha doing that very thing. I love it. We've got so much we can talk about, and I know, like you know, we'll, we'll, we'll probably get you back again at some point in time. Yeah. But what I am also before we kind of officially wrap up, I am asking all of the guests a series of questions just to get your kind of take on thing and tie us back into the energy of "She Leads, She Thrives," mm-hmm. because you know the this is a podcast that I have created, a kind of to have a global conversation about rich and meaningful topics with other businesswomen around, you know, what does it mean to lead and what do, what is thriving really look like? So the first question I'd love to hear your answer to is what role does
1: leadership play in your life and business? It's huge. It's, I mean, it's really, there's not much that I can do that's on topic of mm-hmm. menstrual cycles that's not leading a conversation. So, um, it's a big one. And even in the school, we talk about what it feels like to be somebody out in that forefront. And I do spend a lot of time um, actually, and I even tell the students regularly, you know, Shannon has this thrive factor, and the fact that you're here means you're either a mentor teacher or a pioneer seeker or both. Yeah. Because you wouldn't be here without that.
0: Yeah. Particularly this early phase of the school. Yeah. Over time that will shift because the pioneer energy will change as it becomes more, you know, in the world, let's just say, I'm not going to say commonplace, but more in the world. Yeah. So how do you know when you're thriving?
1: It's a feeling.
0: Mm.
1: It's easy. It flows. It feels good. It's um. It's today mm. sitting down and creating a whole webinar funnel from top to bottom on bringing in clients. So typical. Not terribly like. Unique, but coming at it through that lens of menstrual cycles. And it just was like, oh, yeah, there's 20 ways right off the top of my head that we can do this. Yeah, easy. Let's just do it. And that's when I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going to be good. This is going to be really, this is going to rock. And that's when it's just like, yeah, Mm -hmm. it feels good. It's flowing. It's easy. And part of that is working with my cycle and knowing what I'm good at. So I'm not sitting down to do this in a phase that would be hard, but Having that structure to thrive by being in flow, by knowing what I'm good at when I'm good at it, sitting down to do it. And then when I sit down to do it, it just pours out. And it's like, yeah, it That's all came awesome. together.
0: You're in your effortless success zone, which we, you know, I've talked about that a few times now in the podcast. I would do a probably a whole solo episode on that. But you know, from a for a quick thing for anyone who's listening, the way that we teach to activate your effortless success zone and amplify your thriving from a thrive factor archetype perspective is to intentionally and consciously and curiously use the strengths that you have of your archetypes. Yes, as you said, you knowing, you know, you've got the pioneer seeker is going to bring a different lens to things. The mental teacher has the knowledge and wisdom and expertise. You know, just those two on their own, forget all the other archetypes that you can tap into. And just then doing it in line with your cycle. We really must. Sasha and I have talked about doing a collaborative program together and it keeps... (laughs) you know, the world gets in the way, we really must do that and bring the, the gift of the cycle and the archetypes together. You know, what is happening for each of the 12 Thrive Factor archetypes at the different phases of her cycle, right? That's huge. You want and that? Reach out to us. Tell us you want it. might give us a different, different motivate. We've got too many other things we're trying to do at the same
1: time, I think. I know there's always so much going on, but it's so good. And I know which, phase of my cycle which archetype is leading. Yeah. I know the adventure heroine is 100% leading when I hit my real stride in follicular and ovulation. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. And I know when I get into luteal and the energy starting to lower a little bit, I'm really into that teacher mentor space. Like I just want to really work with my people and then as I move into that deeper luteal, I feel like that shapeshifter alchemist. Yes really bubbles up to the forefront. Yes. And that I, creator actually kind of sticks with me all the time because there's no matter what phase I'm in, I can see some aspect yeah. of what it's going to be, you know. So I, I would and say also, that one's kind of constant. Know,
0: you create the creative energy and essence and expression of the visionary creator evolves mm-hmm. over the course of our our, you know, our our week, our month, our days or whatever that looks like. So our cycle um, so I, I get what you say when you say the kind of she's always there because her ability to see, her connection to vision, her ability to see into the future and bring it into the present, and then the creative piece of that will you know evolve over the course of your your month as well. Yeah, so interesting. So we'll have I do have a final question to ask you after this next important one. So there's going to be a wrap up piece, but right now, how do people find you? Like how do people connect
1: with you? So you can head to theperiodcoach.com if you're interested in like just learning the cycle basics. If you are a coach with a cycle or you are a coach without a cycle, but you are coaching people who have a cycle, then I would highly encourage you to go check out periodcoachingschool.com and think about up-leveling so that you're serving your clients and their hormones properly. Because no matter what kind of coach you are, you can be screwing up your clients hormones it's something i saw a lot of and it's actually one of the inspirations for creating the school was seeing like health coaches screwing up their clients reproductive hormones cuz they don't really learn much about that in health coaching mm. school uh business coaching you know giving clients this homework and then they come back feeling like a failure cuz it was just Assignment in the time. wrong phase, yeah. Right, relationship coaches being like, "Go have this conversation," and I was like, "Are you a deep blue deal?" That is a terrible time to go have this conversation. You <laughs> not do that. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I kept course correcting, and I was like, you know what? That's it. We just need to do this. Like, let's put put the school together. You know. And so that was one of the big inspirations for the school. But on social media, I'm on Instagram, Astasha as Washburn, as well as Facebook. Uh, and on TikTok, I'm Stasha dot the Period Coach.
0: <laughs> you You're brave to the world. Of course, you have pioneered. They could brave the world of TikTok. I just can't even go there yet. You never know. That might change. I love it. We will make sure as we will for every everyone who's listening that you know any guests that we have on the show, their links, their social media links, their websites, key places where you can find them and connect with they're incredible because all of them, the ladies that I know I'm gonna have on the show, have got great free resources. They've also got incredible programs and learning and coaching and ways to work with them at very different price points as well. So All those links will always be in the show notes, along with the transcript of the show, which will be always available um, on the uh, thrivefactorco.com website, which is my core website, place to find me. Uh, And okay, the kind of wrap-up question for you, my dear friend, what's kind of one final piece of wisdom that you want to leave everyone with today. So you think about, you know, there's ambitious and genius souls in the world are listening in, tuning in today. What's kind of a wrap-up piece in
1: this moment that feels right to share? Okay. If you're into your wise woman years, menstrual cycles are training wheels for your cyclical living past that point. Uh So if you're a wise woman listening and you've made it this far, yeah. Don't be afraid to embrace, say, the moon cycles mm-hmm. as that monthly cyclical guide. But no matter what, whether you're using a moon cycle or using your menstrual cycle, it is a gift of presence every day. Mm-hmm. And if you can take a moment and just be where you are in your cycle, everything is easier.
0: Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. I remember being so kind of relieved in some regards when you reaffirmed for me, it wasn't new information, that moving past the menstruating aspect of my life was about moving into working with the moon cycles. Because I of course, I love the moon. I love all that, you know, thank you.
1: So yes, there is more I beyond. I'm, I'm super convinced that pre-industrial revolution and all that stuff, that mm-hmm. menstrual cycles were... I mean, we know they were observed. We know that there were tents and moon lodges and all that good stuff. So we know that they were celebrated and enjoyed and part of life and there was no weirdness or taboos around it. Uh, And I really am quite convinced that that was what then the wise women Mm -hmm. started observing the moon cycles. And we typically did bleed with the moon pre-industrial revolution. So it was... I I always thought that the wise women were the embodiment of how the men and children could also live, not cycle, not cycling, but in cycle. And I, I really, really, I don't know, there's just like a real deep belief that at some that that's what it was menstruating people showed everyone else how to live in that s- smaller cycle the wise women embodied it and and taught the you know men children whatever not in cycling people for whatever reason that that was still a cycle that needed to be observed and respected and that you do you know rock it out on a full moon and you do receive and chill on new moon and mm-hmm. that's that's just what we should do as humans yeah so I've I'm you cannot convince me otherwise <laughs> no it makes sense to me and you visionary creator to visionary creator the knowing that,
0: that 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 particular archetype has about things is amplified compared to any other knowing in any other of the 11 other archetypes so I get it like you know you know I don't have to convince me when you say I just know this I'm like, yeah, I can, I can sense that. Yeah. Love it. Thank you so much for being here today, for having this great opportunity to chat together. Um, Anyone who's listening in, if you have any inkling to follow Stasha, please go and do that. As I said, I started with following her initially, and then, you know, we have now a beautiful friendship and we're talking about more travel together and doing lots of other things. And, probably doing a course together one day, (laughs) we get our self organized. Um, But there's so much incredible opportunity when you learn about yourself. And, you know, we, we have different ways where we teach to learn about yourself. But at the same time, we're still here with the same message that that self awareness and honoring self is definitely a pathway to thriving. So Thank you, beautiful soul, for being here. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Please share this episode if you've loved it. Go and find the menstruators that you know, the wise women that are no longer menstruating but are, you know, still can get into the cycles. Share it with them. This is definitely information they need to be listening to for sure. Thank you again, everyone. I look forward to seeing you again very soon. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. You are so valued and appreciated. Aside from this podcast, my favorite place to hang out online is definitely Instagram. So come and join me, Shannon underscore the Thrive Factor. And no, my DMs are always open for genuine questions and connections. For all the latest Thrive Factor goodness, visit thrivefactorco.com forward slash links where you'll find more about thriving in life and business. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show and share it with your friends. Let's amplify thriving the world over.